Okay, cool. So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is Karate Without Belts. I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome back. Today, we are going to get into something everyone has been talking about to me about this podcast because of how it's named. Um, we're going to talk about when is rank necessary, or is it at all? But first, before that, Jeremy, how the hell have you been? Oh, I- this week's been better. Uh, I finally got my uh, finally got my brace in, so I'm walking better, almost almost normal, not quite, but it's definitely relieved a lot of pressure. And between that and chasing a raccoon with a noonday bow out of my neighbor's garage, you know, hey, it's it's using cry for. You know, for the suburbs, you know, you can take that noonday bow and get a raccoon out of your garage. Hey, it's all good. So, and it's the noonday bow is now the new suburban name is raccoon harpoon. So it's it's all good. So, I'll never. I'll, well, admittedly, did the did you kill the raccoon in the process? No, I think our, our no, 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 we didn't. I don't want I don't want Peter to be starting to call this podcast. Yeah. No, we, we set up a ramp and we we nudged it with that thing with the noonday bow and it finally went down the ramp and out the garage. So so it was all good. So good, good. We don't have anything like that. We have like where I live, we got ferrets. Um, but I don't know if the U.S. they're U.S. ferrets or they're native ferrets. Hmm. Yeah. So they're kind quick, of weird. Back, well, quick background is that Okinawa. And the kind of island surrounding Okinawa, um, one of which I live on, which one I won't say, um, have habu, which are the poisonous snake. And so when the U.S. Marines uh, set, up sh- set up shop on these islands uh, about seven years ago, they were like, you know what? Let's have, these, let's have uh, mongoose and ferrets attack the snakes. Well, I live on an island where they don't have those snakes, but yet we got like mongoose-like ferrets. So I have no idea where these things came from. No one can really explain it to me. But they just suddenly popped up one day. And they're like, oh, yeah, they live here, too. So, I don't know. Mm. I haven't had to use an empty bow on that. I've got a car put up. Well, you know, hey, there's always hope for some time down the future. Look at it that way. Well, funny enough that uh, the local... I guess local enough uh, nunty bow retailer will not will just kind of turn me down when they want to sh- when I ask for something like that. Like they'll just say, "Oh, it's it's really long. It's gonna cost more money to send." So when are you coming down to Okinawa? Yeah. So like it's just oh it's inconvenient for us to give you the product, so we're just not gonna give it to you, which is. <sighs> Weird for a business to say, you'd think. Yeah, that's odd. So, hmm, that's odd. Yeah. You'll figure. Cool. Cool. So, you were mentioning to me when we were getting things started that we were, we talked a little bit about this off-air about whether or not rank was even applicable or when it's necessary. Um, and kind of when... You know, we talked about rank. We talked about rank the first podcast, um, way way back in January. 
but haven't really touched it since. And I'm I'm a little I'm always a little should we talk about it, should we not talk about it? Um, it's kind of like politics and religion at dinner for me, <laughs> to a degree. But I think you know it's worth. It, you brought up a worthy subject. Is is it when is it necessary? Um, and I think it, there may be some calling for it. But um, what do you think? Well, I'm I'm going to go with my standard answer of it depends. So I'm I'm going to go that route. Um, I think from from that, I think it, a lot of it depends on the culture that you that you have developed in in your organization in your training environment, mm. and how how are people actually relating to each other? Is anybody relating to each other like, yeah, I'm. Um, this that and the bowl of Cheerios or whatever, or is it, or is it you know, hey look, all I do is have this rank just because I've met these requirements. I can teach this things like that. So I, I think there's a there's a dual dual place for it, but I I, I once again think that it depends on what the culture is inside the dojo and the training environment. So I think that's, that's the big kick. I mean, and I mean, we can get into both sides of it. And I don't mind that at all. Right. I think if I can play, play up history a little, um, going from an Okinawa perspective, not from Japan, mm-hmm. um, the Okinawa perspective, at least back in the day, there really wasn't rank. Um, there really weren't organizations. There was just dojo to dojo, and teacher to teacher. And uh, people and, and there's a there's not history of, of teachers being very open and then teachers being very closed and then organizations having to do with a lot of that. But um, it wasn't. Everyone acts like rank was this age old thing, and it never was. Um, it's maybe been around in its modern incarnation for 70 years um a little after a little probably a little before world war ii um when fonikoshi was deemed it from the mainland right so from a historical perspective it is a rather new pro it's rather a new process now is that to say is this this is kind of how it occurred and then the better question is, is it necessary? I think how it norm how it stands now for a lot of people, I think it ultimately burns itself out quickly. Yeah. I I I, I agree with that to a point. I mean, especially in, in an actual learning environment. If you've got if you've got rank, and and I I always noticed this a lot whenever I when I teach different places and stuff, you have somebody say I'll I'll just throw out the rank kind of diversity deal. You have somebody that was maybe a beginner belt or something like that. Someone who's a beginner, right? But they were afraid to 
to ask questions of a higher ranking bell, like, you know, third or fourth degree, you know, something like that, as, a, as opposed to, okay, well, I can, I can ask this one guy who's almost black belt, and it, it would get kind of a, you get kind of a weird sense, like, you're trying to go around whatever is going on. You didn't really want to confront somebody or talk to somebody because you felt like either one, you weren't good enough, or two, you'd be humiliated by somebody who's that high of a rank. And I, I, I'll i never forget this. I mean, one, one story was with uh, Jim Logue when we went to Okinawa. I mean... Uh, he he was one of the most gracious people I have ever met in my entire life. Now, he taught me several lessons, not just about karate, but also about the human aspect of things. And I think that was, you know, that was some of the gold that I got out of out of my training. I mean, it wasn't just this, it was that. And, and that helped me be a better instructor because then I could see that in people. It's like, hey, look, no, 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 come here, no, you know, and kind of be more humble towards towards people as opposed to, um, you know, kind of like the Joe Piscopo character from Sidekicks, you know, he'll put his hand in his belt and just kind of walk around like his hands were six shooters or something, you know, it's like, you know, and everybody's met an instructor like that or who's been around for a while, but. Right. And and there's a weird social structure that happens from all of that because you don't really think about any sort of interaction with anybody else in any other way other than in maybe uh, supposedly traditional martial arts school, that way, right? If you're walking into a, walking into a, I don't know, let's say a class at a university, right? Everyone's dressed in kind of regular clothes. If you start a job at, let's say, um, a bank or a business, right? Everyone's kind of... Or you're starting a new job as a teacher. You're starting a new job as an engineer, right? Or you're starting a new job as a construction worker, right? There's no defining outward symbol that distinguishes people right. normally, right. right? Military, I think, kind of does that. And I, oh, I yeah, that's, that's, absolutely. And that's where the carryover aspect of it, it begins, right. but that's also where it ends because unless you're actually in the military, then it doesn't really carry the same meaning in that regard. Because we can live in a society where that isn't based on rank. Now, what's interesting is, this, with some people who don't, with some schools of martial arts that don't have that, don't have ex- external ranking, they do have internal seniority, and that comes from basically age, yeah. right? And right. people who've been training longer than others, right? Which, by the external of showing the belt, right? Yeah, is to kind of show that. But uh, 
when is it necessary to have have that, I guess, external symbol, and when isn't it? Yeah. I... Is it necessary? Right. In, in, a, in a way... In a way, it brings me back to an instance with Robbie Morris. It is when his school... Your first instructor. Huh? Yeah, my first first instructor. instructor. When the school closed, I I, I asked him, I'm like, "What, what can I do? And he says, well, I've promoted you to show it up. You take that certificate wherever you want to go, and they know you've got a base level of knowledge. And so in that aspect, in in one way, I do think that's not a bad thing because you can walk in somewhere else, not so much bloating, but saying, hey, look, I'm not trying to... You know, be a jerk or anything, but you know, hey, look, I do have a base amount of knowledge. I'm not, I'm not trying to do something different or anything like that. I just kind of want to come train with you and things like that. Um, and I think that sets a level set for for instructors you go and train with. Um, I I think that aspect, okay. Now. As far as the degrees and all that kind of stuff, well, that's what I mean by it. it ends up being like ends up kind of nullifying itself in the end because, right. yeah, I agree. But you have, I, I can see that instance. I can see that instance as it, it, it's. I don't know if it's a benefit or necessary or. Or whatever, but it is, it is a way to communicate to somebody who's maybe even a different style. And you right. go in, it's like you know, and that way it's like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, yeah, we can work with that stuff like that. So, and I think you know, you can just start doing karate, and then people should be able to just see, oh, right, you know X, Y, and Z, whether or not that what whatever that is. is you know, different for, for each school, right? Um, well, well, I I think that brings up a whole another twist of this conversation. Ooh, twists. Yeah, twists. As long as it's not like M. Night, we're fine. And I'm from Philadelphia saying that. All right, the, the plot thickens. No, I think, I mean, you bring up a great point that, an instructor should see someone's skill right off the bat. I mean, if if you're truly a a seasoned instructor, someone who's been around the block, who's, who knows what they're talking about, they should be able to see skill. Then you get into the trap of some instructors that basically say, I, I don't know if it's robotitis or what it is, but I, that's kind of, what I kind of call it, it's like this is the only way that we do this, and that's the only way we're going to do this. Period. There is no variance, there's no this, there's no that. We do it this way, and it's like, okay, I think that kind of negates that instructor's 
ability to pick up on skill and the person coming in to that training situation is left like what the heck you know do do i really want to be here do i want to kind of grow and i don't feel like i'm maybe growing in this in this right. environment exactly and then that's gonna what's that person gonna do who walks into that environment how fast how long are they gonna really stick with that and then what kind of environment what kind of people are you growing in that environment um but i mean i feel like karate especially if you've been around the block hopefully you're not so roboticized yeah to the point where like you can't uh, you can't understand like a shoryu guy and a goju guy and a weichiru guy and a ishinryu guy all kind of walk into the same bar um and is it really gonna be that different is it really gonna vary that much maybe probably not you know i mean it's interesting i mean i mean somebody who's trained and is skilled at looking at somebody else's skill Technically, you should be able to watch someone walk and kind of pick up on what kind of skill they have. I agree with that fully for more more than one reason. I mean, I haven't done this in a long time, but I remember when I was in, I, I got a couple little stories from my college days. I walked up to a guy, I mean, I saw him in the hall and I just walked up to him. I'm like, how long have you trained? And he looked at me and he goes, I don't know you. And I'm like, yeah, you trained in something. I'd, I'd assume probably Taekwondo or something like that, but at a pretty high level. It's like, how long have you trained? And he was just like, how did you pick up on that? I was like, I'm just watching how you walk, how you carry yourself. I can tell that. I said, and it's not military. I can tell that it's not military. And so he's just kind of like, and so it, it was funny. I mean, over the last 23 years, I mean, we still stay in contact. We contact, you know, we talk to each other and stuff. But, but you've, got, you've got people, you should have some kind of skill to be able to do that. And I, I don't think a lot of people, well, I, I shouldn't say I don't, I, I don't know. But I think when somebody gets into that robotic mindset, this is the way we're going to do it. it. It does not change. It's like, well, maybe you need to mind a little bit. So, well, and then those people really don't aren't. Those people are training and want for one specific thing only, and then and that kind of brings us back to tests and grading and things like that, and needing to fill out a chart, which I think. You can write stuff down on a piece of paper, but at the end of the day, that's not because you're not really evaluating skill. You're evaluating how much someone can monkey see, monkey do a form or an exercise. Well, I mean, it 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 depends. I mean, I remember. I, I will say this: I remember my black belt test with Robbie, my first instructor. To this day, that is the hardest test I've ever been through. And n- no offense to 
you know, Sensei, Mr. Oyala, but I mean, his, his test was grueling, don't get me wrong, but I will say this, Robbie's was the toughest thing I've ever, ever done. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if I've even told you what my what my black belt test was him with him was. No, I don't think you ever have. So basically, sat me down, and we're just in a living room. We're just in a living room, and he sat me down and he says, "Jerry, take a load off, relax. This is what you're going to do. Okay, we're going to test you from black belt." So what you're going to do is you're going to verbally walk the other black belt that was in class. Uh, her, her name was Vicky. You're going to walk her through every motion of Nanji Shodan from head to toe. Every position, every this, every foot change, every mm. everything. And said, I will allow you to have five mistakes that's it and i will call them out and he did i mean just so it's clear you didn't actually move or anything you had to verbally articulate yes to to the person to the up to the other person how to actually do the comment exactly interesting that is interesting and i you know, and like a lot of people, you know, and I mean, Robbie says, look, you, you, you've done all these kata for, you know, years. It's like, you know how to do them in your sleep. Not a problem. But can you actually walk somebody through it? And so, I mean, he, he was truly training me to be an instructor and in how to communicate with people. And, and how to break something down, and how to do these things, and so I'm not, I'm not I'm not trying to get back to it, but getting back to it, I mean that was a test. Yeah, I mean that that was that was intense, and and you better believe. Yeah, I, I earned that sucker. You better believe it. And that and, was all you had to do for that. That was all I had to do. But I mean, just I mean, it was like. I mean, you, and the instructions were you start from the top of the head all the way to the toes, and then you move the next movement, and then the next movement, and then the next movement. Anytime. Okay. Huh? Okay, so you have to verbally, from head to toe, mm-hmm. explain and expect someone else to do a form. I'm assuming that person already knows? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, right. and... And I, I will say that she was not bashful for, for calling out mistakes. I mean, she she flat out say, she goes, look, I, I really don't want you to have your black belt, to be perfectly honest. That's good. I mean, I mean it's terrible, but that's good. But, I mean, you know, I. so, I mean, in, in that aspect, when I got when I got that certificate and stuff, I mean, to me, that meant a little bit more than just, yeah, I can do it. I can explain it. I can communicate it. So I, I think getting back to getting back to the conversation of this, 
each person, I think, really needs to ask themselves, what does this rank really mean to you? Hmm. No, I, I, can, to you? I can relate to that. I mean, my, mine was not what yours was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of a test like that. It was very boilerplate, uh, almost like a stage-esque uh, the owner of the school where I started, I say owner because he didn't really teach at all. And he still doesn't to this day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had people, you know, it's, it's weird. I've been around great people, but around terrible owners of schools. And we all always kind of mistake them for teachers and they're really not. Yeah. Um, but I've been around te- wonderful people who were a part of them. And the people who were my real instructors in that case um, kind of pushed me to my limits before that. And, but I felt like, I felt like fraud. I felt like imposter syndrome, man. Uh, And I was only 17 and I was like, I need to earn this thing. And as much as I could, and I pretty much did every day for a year and a half, I went to the school. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just to feel like I earned it. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it definitely gets back to, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you want to get out of it? Right. Um, you know, at, at this stage, at this stage of my training, personally, my my rank with Robbie is probably one that's probably the most important one that I ever got. You know, it really, I mean, to me, I mean, I, I mean, don't, don't be wrong. I mean, I went back and, you know, re, retested with Mr. Yada and everything else. But to me, the other one was way more important to me. And that meant something to you yeah, because it, of that relationship with your instructor. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Mr. Yeah, this meant something to me as well, but it wasn't wasn't that one. You know, it, it was different. So right. Do you, do you feel like either were necessary to continue to train? No. Do well, you think either either were necessary? Okay. Um, I think. I think for me to to get more knowledge, I th- I think they were. So it was a paywall. To to to, to a point. I mean, it, it was kind of like, you know, in, in a way, it was in a way it was kind of like a college degree. You know, right. it it opened it opened up doors to knowledge. Right. And, and I, I, I I'll, I'll say that it it opened up doors to knowledge. Now. Did it make me any better? Did it make me this? Did 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 the heavenly gates from wherever open up because I had this thing? No, not really. I mean, but it did. It did provide access for me to learn new things, and so you know. So in some ways, yeah. It was, I mean, it, it 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 definitely provided some stuff, but. On the same token, it not really. It it really didn't. 
Now, do you think it was necessary for, at least at the time, for the organizations or schools you were in? Because I, I remember when I tested higher, and mm-hmm. I remember when we're being a little more careful because they're right, right, right. No, I guess. right, right, right. We're being a little careful about what details we let slip here. Sorry, yeah. folks. Um, but I remember when a couple recommendations were said for certain reasons. And some of them were legitimate and some of them were monetary. Um, And that's when a couple of people who were close to us and ourselves as well started not not feeling great about all this. But in your experience, do you ever feel it was necessary to have those boundaries established by rank? And do you feel it really caused, really solved any problems, or do you feel like it created more problems than it solved? Mm, they're I've seen Pretty dangerous here. Yeah, I mean, I've I, I've been on I've, I've been on the end of a couple of these, and I I I won't go into all the details. I'll never forget one time. I I'd been I just moved over to just a different organization at that point, um, and some guy comes up to me and was telling me that I need to do certain things this way, this way, or this way, and um, yeah, that didn't sit too well with me, and I I I, I honestly think that's probably the only time I've ever used the F word on the floor. And I pretty much told him to go f himself. And if he didn't like it, the lights on the on the ambulance was going to be the only thing to beam to the emergency room, so he needed to shut up. And so that's when everybody started trying to break us up. <laughs> so yeah. now, was that a matter of because you were a certain rank and he was a certain rank, or yes. yeah, at, at the at the time. Right. I, I really hadn't. I, I moved over to this other organization. I just kind of said, I, whatever. I, I don't care about rank. Just whatever. You know, I know what I know. If people want to learn from me, cool. If not, cool. Whatever. Uh, and I, I, was, I was thankful at the time I had a place to train just due to um, layoff situations and different. It, it, it was just kind of a weird time in my life. I, and, and I was thankful for the opportunity I was given to do that, but to have to have someone quite junior to yourself tell you something like that when it, it, it just they didn't have the experience to really tell me that, right? And I'm 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 wording it very nicely, but. but but basically, it was it was not a good situation, and it wasn't going to be a good situation for him. It was just, dude, knock it off. It's not your place. So, 
Well, and that's and that becomes the difference between lording something over someone because you ha- happen to have acquired it, and not recognizing that that person though may not ha- necessarily have the rank does have the experience. Right. Um, I talked about this with Marty a little before too, where it's like, you know, should we really base rank off rank, or should we really base that off age, or should we really base that off experience? Um, and it. it, it or should we just base that off of skill? And, you know, who's to judge with that is kind of, like you say, um, sorry, what someone in my family sometimes wears, but um, um, it depends. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I think all of, all of those parameters are definitely something that needs to be looked at if you're going to have rank. I mean, if if it matters, those are definitely certain things. The the one thing I've really tried not to do is whenever I did get ranked was to throw it around. And and I I know you've seen that. Well, I'm so-and-so, therefore I know so much more than you do. Really? Whatever. I, I don't care. Maybe they know a lot about one thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean they know everything. Right. right. I mean, it goes back to one of my favorite quotes from Karate Kid. You know, you know when Daniel, when Daniel-san, he comes up to Mr. Miyagi and goes, what kind of belt do you got? You know, he shows it and he goes, canvas. You like? J.C. Penney, 398. You know, best does the Best line in the whole movie. I love that. I mean, I, I wish, and in some ways, when I when I was still running my school, um, I tried to kind of get that kind of mentality in which um, I did some very odd things, and I I told everybody don't don't wear don't wear geese or hockeys in, in class. You're going to wear street clothes. And they're like, what? I'm like, you're going to wear street clothes. You're going to do cotton in street clothes. You're going to do weapons in street clothes. You're going to do this stuff because guess what? You're in street clothes more than you're in your hockey or your karate game. Period. You got to get used to this thing. Let's start building it out. And right. in that in that aspect, there was never, and and I had I had a couple people walk in. They're like, "Well, I thought this was a Christ school." I'm like, "It is." Well, where, where's your where's your gi and stuff? I'm like, "No, we train in street clothes." I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. Well, how do you know? I'm like, I mean, people people know who the instructors are and things like that, but get away from that that mentality so i obviously didn't work because it kind of went bankrupt but that's all right so but that i mean but in some aspects it did work because i did notice my students were a lot more open to ask me a lot of questions a lot more normal so well because you're an instructor not an owner i mean you were the owner but it's like and that's where I, you know, I come to with a lot of this is where it's, if if you can create a decent social environment for people to grow, the other stuff really shouldn't matter. Um, 
and especially if you're an, you're an instructor and not an owner. Uh, not you know you're an you're a person first. You're an instructor second. You're an owner third. Yeah. You know you need to make sure you know things staying afloat or you know or figure out a way of, of maintaining it without having to worry about that. Um, but teachers always should be open to questions. Um, because, but because of this weird social structure that the Q-Dan system has created, and especially because of people who are outside of um, what's called the Kohai-senpai relationship. Oh, yeah. They well, they don't... The thing is, that's, that's something that is ingratiated in the Japanese culture uh, systemically. Everything has that. Everything has that. From office workers to schools to working in a convenience store, um, but in American culture and other cultures, it ain't there. Yeah. So it it becomes people become so confused by this structure that's there. Some don't, and some don't take it seriously. And whether or not that's offensive, well, it's kind of how you ever portray it. But I think that's. You know, just having people wear street clothes, I mean, that should not be radical. It wasn't radical before. If you no. look at some of the old photos, dudes are just they're wearing their underwear training. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people thought it was radical or just really odd. So, I mean, like I said... <laughs> Maybe that was part of the reason I went bankrupt on it, but that's okay. I, I, I learned from it, and it's all good. So hopefully, well, hopefully they learned from it too. I'm. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a shame that didn't that didn't keep going, but you know. That's okay. That's okay. So learning from that's good. But then I guess the question would be, what what could there possibly be in place? Of what's considered traditional Q-Don rank, um, how could you structure, not necessarily a curriculum, but kind of a learning scale or learning system or progression scale, however you want to put it, um, what would be a good, I don't want to say substitute, but just maybe a different idea or a different take on it? I, 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 this, would be, this would be my idea, but... I mean, probably, I mean, probably several different people have got many different aspects of it, but I think instead of having, having QDON ranks, have it as, you know, student, instructor, senior instructor, done. Now, there is still rank there. It, it, I mean, it, in kind of, not so much, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, 15th Don Black or, what, or whatever, you know. Dear Lord. Yeah, I, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, but I mean, it does show like, okay, this person's got expertise, this person's got senior level expertise, and and this is a student, you know, just the student and stuff. But it, I, I, th I think if you break it down into that level, just boom, 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 you know, 
th three steps. But are people going to be willing to do that? I mean, I think in a lot of ways, that system, that structure is already in place. Um, to, how to, people, to a yeah, point. To a point. How people would transition out of the Q system, the Dan system. Um, I guess one thing would be from going from, I guess the delineation between Wudansha and Yudansha might be student and teacher. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, but then, you know, do you remain, keep it, how, what is the time frame with that? What is the, how, how do you move people along with that? Um, some schools, some schools do, rightly or wrongly, um, depend on testing to keep revenue in their school. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting point you bring up on that. I mean, I I I got friends of mine who you know they've got kids and, and they tell me horror stories of of testing like every month and, and their testing fees will go up every month and it's just like one why are you paying it two holy cow i mean just it, oh yeah it it's like for what what are you getting i mean if somebody's testing for a you know a you know a mood rank you know paying what five six hundred bucks for what yeah for what yeah it, it's like really i you know i i yeah no and and just that's just not to me i i cringe at that kind of stuff that that makes me cringe yeah, I mean, I get needing to buy the belt. I get needing to have the ink in the printer to print the certificate, right? You need right. to be able to do those things. Can't do them necessarily. Those things cost money. How can we, you know, money can be exchanged for goods and services. Right. Um, but, yeah, $500, no, 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 no. Um, I can see, like, I can sympathize. I don't necessarily agree with, but I can right. sympathize with needing to do that and from a business perspective especially if you've got a lot of kids coming in and you're going to end up having a survey says high turnover with it um hopefully you don't but yeah you know, I mean, I mean, it's inevitability right and, and I, I i get that and i i, I think dojo owners can, can come up with other other means to recoup their costs other than stuff like that that's just too well five hundred dollars i mean that that sounds like someone's just someone got involved in a cult i i, I like i said i've i've heard several different stories about stuff like that and you're just like one it it, it just it, in the, in that case i would say rank is not needed Let's no it that way. yeah but i think i think um yeah. If you can, if you can, can kind of slowly dial that out, yeah, and, and just be like, all right, you're just a student or mudancha. You haven't gained permission yet 
too. Because I wrongly read this one time, meaning Mudancha doesn't mean this mean means doesn't have permission. I was wrong. It doesn't mean that, but it did make me feel like that's kind of makes sense if you think about it. It's people yeah. who don't have permission. Yeah, Mudancha. People have permission to a degree, right? Right. Um, so I, I. I think you can kind of dial it out to that. I think if you can create, I don't want to say system. I don't want to say curriculum. You know, you know, language is hard. I'm tired. I, but um, I, I'd say, I'd say, I think it depends on your culture. It depends on the culture. Degree. The culture of of your training environment. Period. I, I, I think getting out a system, curriculum, all that kind of stuff. I think that has to go away. What is your culture that you're building right. in your training? What, you, what are the people you're trying to help build up in that? Right. I think, but I think I think like if you kind of start with, you don't start with requirements in terms of necessarily on the karate side, but you actually start where you know a lot of people come into it, the fitness side. Because I've, yeah. I've read a bit about this where it's like if you. Focus, if you have the 20-pound weight or the 70-pound weakling who goes in and does karate, right? And they do karate, and they're doing karate, and they're doing karate. Maybe they've gained some, maybe they've built up some physical uh, conditioning. Yeah. But if you're not conditioning, if you're not putting physical conditioning kind of first in tandem with their, with their basic practice, you're setting them up to fail. I I I don't I don't disagree with that. I, I don't disagree with it, but on the other hand, I think it also depends on the person. Right, 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 right. It, like, it, you all, that's individual it, basis in a lot of ways, but right. I mean, what do they really want to get out of it? I don't, I, I mean, I I took I took what was it a year year and a half two not quite two year break from just doing karate and I did a lot of stuff with uh, qigong meditation very slow movement stuff just to do something completely different totally different and I remember going to the instructor I mean he taught Wing Chun and this and that and all this other stuff and I went in there and he goes what do you want to learn I'm like I want to learn that he goes do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. That, that's why I'm wanting to learn. It's, it's something totally different than what I, I've done. It's like Wing Chun, yeah, you're, you got some stuff that's a little different, but basically, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing different, different things that are somewhat similar to karate. So it's like, okay. I mean, there, there are differences, yes. Um, but... I, I was looking more for meditation and things like just something totally different. Right. And it, it, he he was shocked that he goes, how do you know what to look for? He goes, this is more of a, a jewel as opposed to a fighting art. And I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. And so, you know, I think he also learned from me is like, not everybody's looking for just this. Right. Or, you know, maybe they really are looking for stuff. 
something something a little different. So, and right. and and going back to it, I mean, it it was it was really a good. You know, that was really great because really all you had was instructor and everybody was was learning. It, there was no no rank, no no nothing about it. So right. I mean and that's kind of where I get the instructor student kind of relationship or you gotta have somebody leading something. I mean, whatever's being taught. You can't just have Everyone on the floor doing their yeah, own thing. Yeah, you can't have a group of basically trying to herd cats. You know, you just can't have that happen. Well, you can have, I think you can have, what's interesting is when, if you take, if, you know, let's take it a little step further, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, so you're talking about students and teachers. Now, mm-hmm. what if you end up, and we've seen this a little happen before, and I, I think everyone has seen this happen before. Um, if the school ever, if school ever gets big enough, where you end up having, say, ten or fifteen or even, God forbid, twenty teachers in the same room, kind of is everyone going to be leading, following everybody else, or is everyone going to be working together, or, and so does that require that senior instructor to come on the floor, or? I mean, at that point, that's where you're, I mean, from what I've seen, yeah, your senior instructor needs to set the direction of where your instructor, what your instructors teach to a point. But right. you also, but you also got to give the instructors freedom so that they're, they're not only instructing, they're also learning from their instruction as well, too. Because right. it's, it's a, it's a different, I mean, you know as well as I do. It's a different learning experience when you're teaching this stuff as opposed to, you know, going through it with somebody else, you know? And you end up having to correct yourself so much because you end up seeing all these these mistakes when you end up teaching as, right. it, as, it, as it was. And like, I think you can learn from those because we kind of think of it in the way of the students are the mudancha, the teachers are the, are the udancha. The Udanja end up kind of bouncing off of each other, and a lot, a lot more than I think most give credit for. Um, but they also end up bouncing off their own, off the students that they have. Right. Um, but I think you actually hit it on the head, and I didn't, it didn't really occur to me till I we started talking about this, where it's like the tone of the school, which comes into the culture of the school how that's set by the senior instructor is going to determine how the cooperation between the other teachers goes. Yeah. Because you, you can have a... We've seen it. Yeah. A lot of teachers, just a lot of quote-unquote black belts acting like drama queens at each other. Oh. Um, and like, daddy loves me best nonsense. Oh, so, or not only that, but also almost idol worship of some other instructor just like oh gee when christmas get out of that you know i, I yeah I, anything like that i don't want to have anything to do with anything like that you go on your merry way don't. and that's why it's the onus of like people who either lead an organization or lead a school to make sure that there is to kind of really recheck their culture and yeah. recheck like what's going on. Um, 
and this is why I say you got to be a person and a teacher before you end up being an owner. Because if you're if you are just come off as an owner, you just come off as like the guy who has money and maybe care about this at one point. Yeah. But uh, if you're not actively involved in in not only creating a culture but maintaining a culture, right? It, then it doesn't really go anywhere or do anything. Right. And in my opinion, I don't think if you can replace testing with like a training weekend. With like a, just a weekend where you just get together with your students. Maybe you go somewhere, maybe you don't. But you have like, maybe you have a lock-in, right? Like some some places do. Maybe you have like a full day of training, right? Yeah. Every, and that kind of replaces testing. You just kind of get everyone reset back to zero and be like, all right, this is where we are as a school. Yeah, I, I remember... I remember Robbie doing that for for about a year. And I mean, we do like he he'd bring us in on a Saturday afternoon for like four hours and we'd work on one thing, boom. And that was boom, boom, boom. And so, you know, once once a month, boom. I mean, if you wanted to be a part of it, it was like it was like twenty bucks. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it was just like, okay, sure. You know, next year extra four hours of training and it wasn't quite personalized instruction but it, it was it was pretty intense mm. so uh yeah i mean that it's funny i i go back and i think that was that was some of the highlights of my training i mean as far as growth i mean just i mean just exploded and you, and you get everyone together. It's a mutual experience that everyone um, kind of partakes in. And yeah. everyone kind of gets pushed together. Like in, like like everyone, everyone gets tested. And yeah. everyone gets pushed. And everyone you know, can show, show what they've got. Right. Um, and I think that's, I think, more important than individual testing to a degree. Um, because then you've got some, then you've got everyone working together because that just shows not only on the personal aspect, but also on the social aspect, which right. is why you do martial arts in the first place, because you're living in society. Someone's going to attack you. Um, if you are always loner man, then maybe you can make it work. Maybe you can, but if you can make it work together, then you can make it work alone. Yeah, and, and and I and I remember I remember you know testing in front of when I tested in front of Mr. Yaga, it, it was interesting. We were in like teams of five, and what was interesting is oh, I forgot what the guy's name was, but doesn't, doesn't matter. But he comes in and is like, "Look, he we're going to show you stuff that's brand new, boom, and either all of you get it or none of you get it." I mean that that's what was told to us. So so if somebody in our group of five, we had to try to help them get up to speed. Like, hey, what's going on? Boom, 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 you know. Okay, this is what's going on. And I I remember I I remember this uh, doesn't matter who it was, but it was one guy was very adamant, I was like, Oh, we just gotta go through it really, really fast and but we had like one person was really getting stuck on one of the things that we were doing. And finally myself and another guy's like, 
They never said anything about fast. They just said it would get it. Right. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, and we're, we're working with the guy. I mean, we're really working with him. And you know what? The guy, the guy got it. You know, after we said that, the guy got it in like five, ten minutes right after that because I think he was trying to go too fast. And it, it was, you know, it gets back to that whole culture thing. What what are you building? What are you trying to create? What what are you doing? Right. And I think if people can more adopt a, I don't want to say communal aspect of it because, yeah. you know, Jim Jones, but right. um, no, I get it. I mean, right. we're not we're not going suggesting anything like that, but. You know, and I, this is not foreign. Um, even though this kind of epicenter is from Japan, you know, every time I've, I've done Budo with people or Bujitsu with people in Japan, it has always been get together, train, party. There you go. Yeah. Have a time, have time together, right? Um, yeah. Whether it's been with Oji-sans and Obasans doing uh, Kyudo, whether it's been doing karate whether it's been doing Fu, whether it's been doing you know anything here there has never been the, the weird social separation um i that i've experienced thankfully now i know others have experienced that and that's something different but um i think that that's all i've got about to say on that um no. anything you get you, anything else you got i i don't know i, I think I think I've, I've pretty much ran the gambit on this one. So, I, I mean, I, I think I've run its course. Cool. Well, we've run its course, so it's... We uh, did a good job. We stayed on track, and we, we, we covered all ground on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what, so, to kind of wrap up, what, do you, what are your plans up for this week for tra- training, now that you've got the bionic knee? <laughs> okay. Keeping raccoons out of garages, I guess that's going to be my new calling. I think with the noon table, I'll just be walking the streets with our new. No, I, I think I, the mo- they, there's a decent there's some decent motions with that new noon table. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, spinning and stuff, but um, right now, just just taking one day at a time, just going real real slow with. So that I don't mess up my knee again. So I'm trying to go through what the docs are telling me to do, so that I can get get back on track. So that's that's mainly that's mainly what I'm going to be doing. So cool. It, it it may be it may be a little you know little training in karate. It may be just stretching it may just be just different exercises they've been telling me so i'm like so that's kind of where i'm at no that's all good man that's real good um at least you can get you can work on getting getting uh raccoons out raccoons out of garages yeah exactly i've got uh what is it this week i'm just I only have about five Kobodo weapons with me right now. Mm. I've been trying to kind of refashion something I got at a hardware store into a bow. Mm. Um, 
But uh, this week I'm just working. Um, we worked on an engine cut a, a couple years back that I'd kind of been off and on with. And it's, to my surprise, on Friday night, I was able to kind of snap it all back into place. Well, that's cool. And so um, I'm kind of this this week. I'm gonna make sure that it stays snapped back, and try to focus on not trying to re trying to because you and me have both worked on like God. I don't know how many kodokatas that kind of come and go. Oh yeah. So my goal is to kind of be like add one on, make sure it stays, keep going for a while, and then go back, look at something that I kind of let slide, put it back on the slate, and slowly just work through it to make sure everything is kind of maintained and kind of everything has a time for, time time to be worked on. Nice. That's just what I'm working. That's cool. Cool, cool. All right, well, that's it for today, folks. So this is, this is John signing off. And Jeremy, so and one, one more shout out to New Zealand. Go all blacks, keep going. So, despite the typhoon and the death and destruction, not at all. Oh God. Yeah. So, at least it's not hitting the islands anymore. But, yeah. well, go all blacks, I suppose, and uh, keep on training. All right.